And now, live from Oahu, Mike Taylor. All right. Was that exactly five minutes as we promised? How you boys doing? We're back. The Cowboys have won, bitches. <laughs> Still not a first place team because my Giants win again. But Dallas wins too with a backup quarterback and Cooper Rush is now 2-0 in Dak Prescott's stead as the emergency backup quarterback after he shows up today and the Cowboys look really efficient, really good in the first half, only for reality to kick in the second half and their limitations because of what they are when Rush is the quarterback. Um showed themselves, but the defense played well against the Cincinnati team that looks not even close to the ball club it was last year. I think the Bengals will get better as the year goes on because they've got that badass at quarterback. But boy, on a day in which Dallas had to have efficient play from Rush and they had to have the defense carry the thing, and Tony Romo talked about this three or four times today that Micah Parsons and other guys on defense have to be what carries a team sometimes, especially when your top quarterback is out. Uh, and that's what we saw. We saw the Cowboys defense play good. And Micah Parsons hides a lot of their awards because he's so good. But in winning time, when Micah got gassed and banged up, a uh, little worried about that dude. We'll see what they say about him. I'm sure he's fine. Thank God they have the extra day because they don't play again until Monday night. But when Micah did get gassed and got dinged there toward the end of the game, other guys stepped up and made plays. Linebackers made good plays with the game on the line. And my dude Trayvon Diggs made probably the – well, he didn't probably make it. He made the tackle of the game and went in time to get Cincinnati off the field and give Dallas just enough time. And then Cooper Rush, of course, does just enough and makes just enough plays to get the Cowboys within – distance for Brett Maher and 50 yards in the NFL is not a routine kick. So credit Maher, a dude that they had given up on a guy that they only brought in here. They brought in in training camp because the two kickers, they tried to have make the team, both of them sucked ass. And so you go back to Maher because you're desperate and the kid wins a game for you week two and keeps the Cowboys at least hopeful two weeks into the season after what looked like a season-ending loss in week one, which is extremely rare in the NFL, by how things change, and the Cowboys are now one and one after they get saved today and take advantage of a struggling Cincinnati team and make enough plays and get enough plays from their key players and win this game 20-17. It is Cowboys overreact from the Pickleball Giant Studios. I am... In the bunker here in Ukraine, uh, trying to keep myself from being bombed by all the shelling going on outside. Uh, back in San Antonio, Texas, is my cohort, uh, the biggest Puma with his favorite barbecue restaurant uh, in town being represented on the head. Looking, you look like a coach. All like you matched for the first time in the history of our friendship. I'm going to be honest with you. Not to get all weird on you. I guess I am getting weird on you. I'm going to assess your attire here right off the top. You look good, Bubba. I like how you look. Be cool if we could hear you, though. But you look yeah, great. Yeah, there you go. You, you look great. How you doing? No, it's probably better if you don't hear me today. That was a uh, 
That was quite the roller coaster watching along here at LG's. It's funny. I, I, I love hate the Cowboys so much that when Maher trotted onto the field there at the end, I was already chuckling at the prospect of him missing because it would have oh, been so fucking absolutely. awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, what? Okay. It's so great. Start they right there. Not, they make me not want to root for him. It sucks. Start, start right there. I mean, on a, you know, zero to 100 scale, what was your confidence that that kick was going in? 30, 70. He's, yeah, he's not a terrible right. kicker. No, you know. see, I, and I would say, I would say 40, 60, because the <laughs> okay. one thing Maher actually does well is hit long kicks at a, at an above average rate. Again, it's the like, it's the 35 to 45 yard kicks that Maher can't connect on. No, that was, that was a season saving victory. That was a game that keeps me engaged for at least another seven days. I mean, that was <laughs> that least. was that was a game that keeps me for at least one more week making two sheets worth of notes instead of just two lines of two this team today? sucks. Uh, sheet and a half. Sheet and a half. Look, yeah. You'll be proud of me. Look, I got uh, I got a, a, a lot happened. Yeah, I mean yeah. we had well, we had, I have almost a page a lot happen because I don't take notes at all. Yeah, I mean we had Romo <laughs> calling Gene his uh, alternative mother-in-law. I mean a lot happened. A lot happened. Still hate Tony Romo. I know a, a lot of Cowboy fans hate me because I hate him. God, he's awful. I just don't think he's any good. But hey, they pay him seventeen and a half million a year. So who am I to hate on him? He's a pain in the ass, and now he's got the scruff rolling. Looks awful. Maybe he's just growing his beard out, I guess. It looks awful. Don't love him. Um, but he just content wise today, I, I will tell you this. And normally a lot of times he's a bit of an ass whip. He was toned down Tony today in this game. You know why? Because he loves the Cowboys. Because the Cowboys, yeah. Love, and he loves the Joneses. And that's why you got that line you mentioned from Gene. He's a she's a uh uh, what he said, she's a, she's an extra step. She's an extra mother-in-law an to the Romo family mother for Aww. the whole, for the whole Romo family. And of Compared course, it to his mom, it was mom Good again. Lord. It was during the obligatory reference to the art that of course like, I I'm, I'm at this point convinced that like people like Jim Nance actually are proud of that art. Like it's not a bit anymore. It's like, Oh no, like this is, this is world-class art that you peasants at the football game get to experience. Like it feels. You mean the out-of-touch multimillionaire who that's lives correct. at a private resort in Pebble Beach? Yeah. Uh, the guy who it. has a Pebble Beach uh, par three hole recreated mm -hmm. in his backyard. Yeah, that guy. Yeah, yeah that guy. <laughs> I'm the guy. The guy who literally divorced his first wife because she wouldn't oh, let him hang a painting of himself above their altar <laughs> that that was quoted in their Hell divorce yeah. proceedings yeah i'm beginning to think that guy actually enjoys gene's art at the stadium i'm not surprised that we got uh a reference to the art for the second time because it's the first time cbs has done a game obviously it's only week two sure and I, this goes back to last year and i've noticed this it's so funny that only only on this show do we lead with art talk that's correct. After a big cowboy victory. We'll get to the other shit in a minute. But last week it was NBC. It was 
the first time that one of the few times they're going to do a cowboy game all year. So you got to reference the artwork. You got to showcase the stadium because the NFL That's, wants them to. Al and Michaels, CBS, another guy that here. likes the art. Al Michaels, loves it. <laughs> loves CBS it. does not. CBS does not always do uh, cowboy games, and not with Romo. Um, and so, of course, got to reference it. But like three or four games into a Fox, f- like the third or fourth time we're on Fox, you won't hear shit about that because it's already old news. However, <laughs> next game, new network, Monday night, Monday with night, Joe and Troy, and it's ESPN, know. and you know we're going to see that artwork again. The okay. art's going to be three and zero next week. Art reference over under by the end of the first quarter. Next week? Yeah. Oh, uh, be- I'm going to take the over, but just barely. Mid-second quarter. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, before, oh, after the first quarter, but before the end of the first half. There's no Certainly question. before the half. Absolutely. Yeah, no All right, question. dude. So, you want to talk Cooper Rush and get him out of the way? And I don't want to sit here and do, I don't want to do sports talk for dummies and entertain the notion that he's anywhere near as good as the guy he replaced today because that's that that would be sports talk for dummies oh he was good he was good on all of the scripted plays that they had lined out and then he went seven possessions with absolutely nothing here's where i will do sports talk for dummies because it's not just rando fans either i heard fucking people that are on network television shows this week call for them to sign another quarterback it's insane you can't go it does not work in the nfl you can't go bring a guy it's the as i said this last week in defense of dak it is the hardest position in all of sports to play i don't know about i don't i don't know about other sports i don't know about i don't know about rogue sports in india or you know play place playing soccer with decapitated heads in afghanistan maybe it's maybe there's a harder position there but in the Western Hemisphere, there is no more hard position than quarterback to play. You cannot bring somebody else in. Could you have done better than Cooper Rush? Maybe in the offseason so the guy could come in here, get ready to play, and learn the system. But this is his, what, third or fourth year in the system? He knows the system inside and out. And like you said, Puma, he ran the scripted plays to perfection. He wasn't always great, but he did exactly what a backup quarterback who is been in the system and has and he's probably talking a Dak in between series and shit. He's a true pro. I mean, I have to give him, I have to give him his propers. I mean, he goes on the road into Minnesota last year and makes, makes plays and winning time with the game on the line. And he did. So today he wasn't, he wasn't Roger Staubach in the fourth quarter today, but he was just good enough to make just enough plays after doing jack shit. From the two minute warning of the first half, all the way to that last series, he didn't do shit. But when the game was on the line, he made plays. So I have to give him his props. And at this point, it is what it is, and they're stuck with him. So if Dak gets hurt again at some point this year, they'll have to run old Cooper Rush back out there. I'm sorry. I think your boy Will Greer, the only way he sees the field now is as if Rush gets hurt next week before Dak gets back. Yeah, and I mean, that's so fine. It, like, this is, this is the this is the worst thing about winning a game like this because it in turn justifies the Joneses decision-making in some sense, because they can literally sit here and say, Hey, I mean, Cooper rush is two and O as a starter. We had to use him in an emergency last year and he won a road game in prime time in front of a raucous Minnesota crowd, which he deserves credit for. 
and now in a 330 you know home block uh he wins against the team that represented the AFC in the Super Bowl last year so i mean it as we can sit here and celebrate a justifiably season saving win for the Cowboys but the other side of that coin is it unfortunately justifies the Jones decision making in their own eyes because they can look and they can sit here and look and say, hey, look, why why do we need to invest more in the backup quarterback job? The guy we've had uh, at a minimum that no one else in the league would ever pick up on waivers. Again, we don't have to worry about sending him to the practice squad because we know we can always re-sign him. He's now two and zero when we've had to go to him as uh you know as the starting option in in emergency situations. So I mean it's that that's that's the worst thing about a win like this today. It does save the season. It does make the rest of everything we're doing here relevant. But it also yeah. justifies the Joneses' decision making in an in a in an odd perverted sense. I'm disappointed that you didn't admonish me for my reference to severed head soccer in Afghanistan. I thought that I, was fun. I, I, tried I was trying to get to a rise out of you. I tried on, on a game where on a game where Cooper Rush <laughs> just led to a Brett Maher game winning field. Like I, I give me all the uh, Afghani the severed head metaphors you can throw right. at me because I'm here for it. There can't be any other place in all of the NFL where post-game hosts like you and me have, and I can tell you're having an existential crisis within, <laughs> rooting for a team but hating that the owners will get credit for anything yes. that goes positive. It's hundred up. It's dysfunctional. Yes. Yes. It's dysfunctional what's going on in your heart right now. It's, it's not frustrating. Right. It's not it's, healthy. It's frustrating that literally – this franchise right now is being saved by the fact that they missed out on the top two cornerback prospects in the draft two years ago. They missed out on Sertan the second. They missed out on Horn from South Carolina. And Michael Parsons falls into their lap. And what's he done? He's gotten 17 sacks in his first 18 regular season (laughs) games. Like it's – and again – it's that insane. credit falls back as justification for the decision making by the front office, and, and and that's 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 the that's the giant takeaway from all of this is yeah we're celebrating a season saving win, but we're also celebrating that the guy that the the front office has attached their hopes to for what is fourth year in the system now Cooper rush and Michael Parsons, a guy that they're taking credit for after missing out on their uh, first two targets in the draft uh, that uh, are historical performances are keeping them in this. I mean, Cooper rush being two and O I, I feel is safe to say a historical occurrence. And obviously Micah, like I said, I mean, damn near a sack a game for his first full season in, in the league. I mean, it's, it's dysfunctional. It's you hate that Jerry feels good about himself today, but yet you're a Cowboy fan. It's, That's crazy. How it it's, works. It's, it's, it's a strange juxtaposition of emotion. All right. It is Cowboys overreact uh, from the pickleball giant studios brought to you in part by pickleball giant. 
Look at Puma's sweet-ass setup. Only a few more games of me being stuck here in Ukraine. Uh, I keep trying to I get, get trying to get my lawyer to reach out to President Biden, hope, but I'm not as famous as Brittany Griner, so I'm trying to get out of the uh, prison that I'm currently living in. So hopefully in a, in a few weeks, I'll be there with you somewhere in, uh, in Texas where things make sense. It is uh, Taylor and Puma. Uh, we don't take calls on this show, but we certainly invite your participation. You can jump in here. Please subscribe to our YouTube channel. Um, Mike Taylor live, by the way, presented by, um, Texas cheer liquor returns Tuesday. LG's back from his porn shoot last week in Florida. And so we'll get back to our normal three show schedule. Actually, you know what it, we, you know, what we could do, we should do some production on the air here since the Cowboys play on a Monday night, are we going to do Monday night post game and Tuesday and Thursday next week? I guess we should. Yeah. I, I guess mean, we contractual obligations. Yeah. We have to suggest yes, right. that we should, you can't, can't combine shows. That's fine. That's okay. So anyway, like I was saying, I mean, we just took so, a full week off. I know. The least I know, we I know, can do know, is get back to regularly yeah, scheduled. And it, and it does help. It helps kill the time here while I'm stuck in the hellscape for another month. Oh, speaking uh, so, of hellscape, I hear the meat wagon in the background. <laughs> are you serious? Can you hear? I did you hear I an ambulance? Hear something. Hell, maybe it was that's that our own hellscape. A, I think it's your place, dude. I don't think that's out here, which is rare. Um, so jump in here with a chat, uh, with with a comment on our chats. Uh, you can participate in our super chat too. Uh, keep this show afloat. Uh, if we don't, if we don't get any more help by the, by in about two months from now, we're going to be doing this for free. So if you want to help us out with a, with a $3 tip or a $3 million tip or a $1 tip, we'll take your tip, whatever you, however long your tip is, we want it. We, we want it. So bring it in here in the form of some money uh, on the super chat, or you can subscribe to this thing, or you can also, uh, help this show out this fledgling little YouTube extravaganza. Uh, by going on and helping us out uh, on buymeacoffee.com. It's buymeacoffee.com slash Mike Taylor Live. All right. There, I got all that uh, housekeeping out of the way. So let's do offensive line talk here and get that out of the way, too, because it's not that sexy, but it was very important today. So after last week's worst game of his career, Sybil Ozone, Terrence Steele, I think I may have heard two references to him today. And one of them was in the first quarter when Romo mentioned how terrible he was last week. Uh, we did not hear much from Terrence Steele today, and that's a good thing. That means he was doing his effing job. Uh, so he was clearly way better, which pisses me off even more about last week because he's a capable guy. Once again, not that I like giving the Joneses credit, but the decision to let Lyle Collins go and go ahead and give it a go with Terrence Steele. I had no problem with it at the time. I was worried about it backfiring because Lyle Collins has got talent. Uh, by the way, Lyle Collins sucks ass. He was horrible Ooh. today. and He got his ass whipped all day long. Terrence Steele had a good job for the Cowboys at right tackle. And my man, Crowley's own, Tarrant County's own, Tyler Smith, a controversial first-round pick, was okay last week. He wasn't horrible especially when you consider that he wasn't even supposed to be playing left tackle this season. He's forced to go out there because Tyron Smith can't stay healthy. Uh, Tyler Smith was great today. Just great. That's two games into your career. I mean, I'm already ready to say just keep his ass at left tackle. 
but I, I would let's say he, he's only going to get better provided he stays healthy. He's going to continue to learn the league. He's clearly studying. He's clearly practicing. He's clearly got a head above his, uh, above his neck. That guy's good. He had a damn good game today. Okay. He wasn't going against a top five defensive rush, but the Bengals have a pretty damn good defense. That Hendrickson's a badass. And Tyler Smith today was terrific based on all expectations. He was great. So thumbs up to Tyler Smith who got the job done and they did just enough to keep the immobile Cooper rush upright and give him enough time to put this thing and, you know, and, and, and give it a chance to win the Cowboys. They won the first quarter and they won the fourth and mo- in most fo- football games, that's what wins games, how you come out ready to play, how, how you've been coached and game plan during the week. Clearly the Dan Quinn game plan was terrific. They dominated Cincinnati defensively until the very end and still, but but with the game on the line, when Cincinnati was trying to rally with one of my favorite players in all the pro sports, Joe Burrow, what happens? Defense steps up. So the Cowboys on both sides of the ball win the first quarter and they win the fourth, and that's how you normally win games in the NFL, how you start and how you finish. And I know you don't like – and I'm not giving Jerry any credit. F that old man. F that old man. They Everything that they do positive is in spite of him. For everything that goes right – and I know this is – this, I guess this has become the topic of this show, rooting for the Cowboys while not wanting Jerry to feel good about it. Everything that goes right for Jerry, for, for every one thing that goes right, five go wrong. So keep that. Keep that in your oh, mind sure. as you try to get sleep tonight. He's still, a, he's still a shit bag and a clown and doesn't deserve to feel good, but F it. I, I'm, I'm, I'm a fan of his team. I love Micah Parsons. I love Trayvon Diggs. love Dak Prescott. And three or four other guys on that team. If Tyler Smith keeps playing ball, he's a kid from my hometown. I'm going to fall in love with him quick, too. So to hell with the Joneses. I root for those players out there, and they kicked ass today, and they busted their ass, and they won that game. That's a hard fart win. They deserve, yeah, to beat. I mean, they, deserve, they deserve a shot and a drink today. Going back to the offensive line, I mean, Terrence still looked like an absolutely different player than week one. I mean, he looked he – looked more. show last week was bullshit. Yeah, but it, it also – it also goes to show that Terrence Steele is going to be an inconsistent presence on that uh, starting line. But when he's yeah. when he's on, he's more than serviceable as he was today. I mean, he was playing with more of that confidence that you saw last season that that yeah. led you to think he could assume this uh, starting right tackle role and ironically replace a guy like Lyle Collins who Micah Parsons absolutely dominated today. And I, I didn't realize maybe, uh, you know, maybe it was uh, not news to you, but I had no idea apparently Micah and Lyell's relationship was what it was because Romo no kept referencing, you know, Lyell was telling Micah, you know, what, what did he say? You need to, you need to watch a bunch of Von Miller tape. That's who... Yeah. That's who I see, uh, you know, your prototype being. I had no idea. Uh, but then again, if if you're going to tell me, let's give Jerry some credit for getting a presence away from Micah, uh, from a guy that will try to bribe a, you know, <laughs> piss test taker from the league. But no, it's <laughs> uh, looking at the line. The, the bigger question talking about Tyler Smith is this – Looking at the Jason Peters signing, uh, you know, and looking at what 
you know, the Cowboys get the win today, save the season. We all know the stats of 0-2 teams and how unlikely it is that they make the playoffs. I mean, 1-1 versus 0-2 is, like it or not, a historically different foxhole to be in and the Cowboys now find themselves in a much more manageable one and one with Michael Gallup coming back with (laughs) apparently an absolutely waste of a third round pick Jalen Tolbert who can't be active in the first two weeks it does make me wonder I I had a note you know from from pregame it makes me wonder if that hamstring injury that he did suffer during camp is, is not more of a hindrance then maybe they let on or uh or if he's if he's just an absolute absolutely that much of a bust but thinking back to jason peters tyler smith's performance today tells me either jason peters is cracking this lineup as a starter replacing farniok who had a decent game today but is yeah. a seventh round draft pick from last year that, that if you yeah. can replace because that's where we're at. We've got Cooper Rush starting at quarterback, Farniok a seventh round pick, or Jason Peters, a forty year old, you know, could be the eventual replacement. But I think you're, I think at this point you're only seeing Tyler Smith, as you said. You know, is he, is he going to stay at that left tackle position? I think the only way you're seeing him move is a early return from Tyron Smith. Because uh, I, I think this okay. pretty much says Peters, if he's cracking the starting lineup, he's replacing Farniok at left guard, Tyler Smith staying left tackle till Tyron's back, if Tyron comes back. But I, I do much more of a much more of a confidence building performance versus last week for the young kid. I, I mean, think about just the sheer amount of penalties, the amount of times you heard offensive linesman, uh, linesman's name mentioned by the referee. You know, you know that's, a, that's a big difference in winning. You know, the defense still only gives up 17 points and 19 points last week. They can win with this formula, uh, especially if the offensive line can keep their names out of the mouths of the linesmen. James says Collins taught Parsons how to get to the quarterback quicker when he was in Dallas. Today, Parsons proved that he listened to Collins every word by making Collins his bitch. <laughs> like it backfired on him. Yeah, like that a lot. Very good. Um, that's that's a lot of positive. Can we can I can we go? Can we skew negative here a little oh, bit? Oh, there's still Just plenty of that. Yes, All right, absolutely. Good, good, good. All right, good. Zeke Elliott sucks. No explosion after he's I, done. It's like after the game last week, it looked like there was still some explosive threat left maybe for half a season, but they literally split series today, but of course they don't want to hurt his fucking feelings. And so he's out there on the, on the last drive as the starting tailback and I can only surmise that it's because they don't want to hurt his feelings. Look, I, is it possible that you could overplay Pollard and maybe expose him some, I guess so. Sure. But there's no reason why Tony Pollard shouldn't be starting unless you're just worried about the mental 
uh, functioning of the team and the guys want Zeke to start. Um, Zeke normally has a good first month and then tails off because he's fat and out of shape and not as good. Last year, of course, he got hurt. Man, he it's early. He's not hurt at all that we've been told. He, he didn't have anything today. He was just another dude out there. He looked like Tony Pollard's backup. You can, and you, there are lots of backups around the NFL today that played games that are, that are, that are still better than Zeke. Zeke's not even top 50. I don't think at this point, he's just, he's just almost done. This will be his last season. They'll, they've got to find a way to release him next year, but I don't want to overplay. I don't want to overplay Pollard, but I damn sure don't want to overplay Zeke either because he doesn't have anything. So what he's got left in the tank, you need to preserve because you got 15 more of these things. This is going to be a problem going forth if this is what he's going to be doing. You talk about inconsistency with Terrence Steele. Zeke one week looks 28. The next week, like today, he looks 58. He was he just didn't have anything. Yeah, and I mean, that's, that's always going to be the frustrating part of Zeke is that instead of trying to plan their exit to get out from underneath that contract, they've only kicked the can further down the line and have committed, you know, more and more years to him before they can get out from underneath that dead money at the same time, where again, they make unnecessary moves to get rid of a guy like Amari Cooper. Um, (laughs) even though they have exactly, even though they have no financial crunch that requires that type type of move. I mean, I, I had a note from, you know, earlier in that first half, I'm not so sure if Pollard isn't the most. I'm not so sure if Pollard isn't the player that defensive coordinators are game planning for the most because it's either Pollard or CD. Who was better today? CD lamb was, he was They made a concerted effort to get him the ball. You know, what pisses me off. It's like, I, I don't like, you almost give, I hate when teams just know what you've got to do. Cincinnati knew going into this game, CD's pressing. The Cowboys have already said, we got to get him the ball. He's got, the, the fucking owner calls him out this week. CD's just got to come up with a way to catch passes, even though he's doubled. You tell, the, you tell your opposition that you're desperate to get the guy the ball. And he was better today. But, I mean, he can only be as good as his quarterback and the system and all that kind of thing and his route running and stuff. He was fine. He's fine. He's not. He's not – Jamar Chase, he's fine. He's a very good wide receiver. I thought they were unfair to him during the week. Yeah, this is, just, un- this is about. Oh, thank you. This is about the defense just holding this thing together. Oh, no question, no question. And that's because see, we're going to get rushed two weeks in a row now. We've never seen that before, so it could be a disaster right. next week. But if the, de- the the thing about the defense is, I mean, obviously holding opponents under twenty points a game, you would like to think you're going to continue to give yourself a chance to win those matchups but the amount of the the amount of drive killing plays whether they be sacks pressures um because obviously we talked about it extensively you, you, the the turnover numbers from last year are not sustainable i mean i mean that is not a that is not a number of uh, – Trayvon's not going to have as many interceptions. 
the Cowboys are not going to force as many turnovers. But what they can do and what we you know, analytically know forces teams to end drives is not necessarily sacks, but continued pressure. And that's the one thing, I mean, throughout this whole game, even when they didn't get to Burrow, there was continued pressure that was forcing throws early, you know, forcing overthrows, forcing misreads, forcing wide yeah. receivers not to break out a route, and in, in turn, forcing field goal attempts. And, and that's where, you know, this defense can, as we have talked throughout the lead-up to this year, you know, obviously – I agree with you. I don't think we're going to see this uh, a similar amount of turnovers this season. But if they can create a similar amount of pressure, whether that amounts to turnovers or not, it's still going to amount to field goal attempts on fourth down from the 25-yard line, which we've seen emerge as a trend so far for this Cowboys defense of being able to come up with that big play and kill a drive and force a field goal attempt on third down late, you know, deep in their own territory. And that's a winning formula where you might not still be getting the turnover numbers. Trayvon Diggs might not be looking as sexy in, you know, double-digit interceptions, but if you're forcing pressure and getting that tackle like he got on, you know, man-to-man coverage, granted, obviously, that was deep in Bengals' own territory, but... Yeah, I, I just think you're the defense. It felt like a bit of a coming out. I mean, I heard Anthony Barr's name exponentially more than I did last week. Heard. Uh, yeah. Uh, Dante Fowler's name exponentially more uh, than we did last week. I, I mean, I think uh, because cause here's, uh, you know, we were giving the Cowboys credit. Uh, I believe they ended up, we were giving them credit for having 20 of their last draft picks on the roster week one. And I mean, that, that's a good thing if, if those guys are good, but if you're retaining mediocre talent from your draft picks, that doesn't get you anywhere. And I believe they released John Ridgeway, the fifth round pick to get their roster numbers right for the game today. So, I mean, even as we sit here, uh, and talk about the performances of a former fifth-round pick of finally hearing his name, finally seeing him you know, knock a pass down like mm-hmm. Fowler did today. I mean, this thing is still hanging on by a thread because they're relying on those, uh, you know, give up yards between the 20s and then come up with one stop to kill a drive. And that's the only way Cooper Rush can win games. I, you're not going to win a shootout with Cooper Rush leading the offense. If if Cooper Rush can score 20 points every game he starts, that's the only – you're not going to see him score 35 and outscore a team in the fourth quarter, in the second half. I mean, I think this is, this is the formula that's going to carry them until Dak's back, which, which actually, you know, I had wrote – in the second half when you mentioned when we got the shot of Micah looking kind of gimpy, looking a little coming up a little lame, kind of hobbled. And that led me, you know, we're seeing what Cooper rush did today. Who's is Micah Parsons. Not that is a hell of a drop from LG. Correct. Yeah. 
is Micah not equally as important as Dak? Because I think right now you're seeing Micah Parsons gave them a chance to win week one with his sacks, you know, ending drives and forcing field goals. And he just mm-hmm. did the same right here. Not even the sacks he had, but just the pressures that led to the, you know, LVE sack the one time or the Dorrance Armstrong sack that ended the drive uh, there in the third quarter as well. I just think you're because that's that all that's holding right? this thing together. It's time to read a spot. Ah. Oh, you should tell me that before the show starts and I I'll know to do it. I told you that at the end of the last show, but it's all good. Oh, the oh, the bail. Oh, okay. I'll make myself a note. Well, and I will do that. This show is called Overreact, uh, live from the Pickleball Studios. Uh, Pickleball Giant is the only all-exclusive pickleball gear store in all of San Antonio. At 1604 and Rogers Ranch is the major exit there, where Bitters turns into Rogers Ranch at 1604. They're tucked right there to the left in that little corner on the right-hand side. It is Pickleball Giant. The name says it all. They do pickleball. I was out for a little morning stroll today. Went to the beach here in the hellscape this morning and walked past folks playing pickleball, and they were not old people. There were young people having a badass time in bathing suits and such, and it's one of the rising sports. It's the most, it's the rising sport among Americans we have right now. That's true. And the only exclusive all pickleball gear store in town is Pickleball Giant at 1604 and Rogers Ranch. All right. All right. Then you you rang that bell about 10 minutes ago, too, didn't you? My bad. It's quite the scene in the Cowboys locker room. I'm watching video on their website. And, of course, who's in the middle of it, Puma? Take one guess who's right there in the middle of all of it, high-fiving everybody. Bones Fossil. Jerry fucking Jones. Oh, okay. Jerry. Soaking it all in. Second They're all just guess. patting him on the shoulder and having a good time. Brett Maher wound up getting the game ball with a game-winning field goal as Maher nails a 50-yard field goal to win this game. Uh, they also gave game balls to some of the guys on the offensive line. And uh, quite a bit different the mood today. A Mike McCarthy-led team in which McCarthy throws Kellen Moore under the bus today. And granted, we didn't have Dak out there, but we got a much conservative, much more conservative day from Kellen Moore. But when he did decide to open it up some, he picked the right times to do it. He managed the game the way he needs to be managing it. Romo mentioned how conservative they were in the middle quarters. But, I mean, maybe maybe it's true they got a bit more conservative, too much so in the third quarter. But, again, it's Cooper Rush, man. Uh, it's, it's, you don't have, you know, you don't have a, a QB1 out there. You got a QB2. So I thought Moore did a good job. A week in which the owner calls out C.D. Lamb for stepping up. And we all know who's in trouble here. Uh, McCarthy, there's been talk this week that McCarthy needs to take over play calling. McCarthy threw Kellen Moore under the bus, which we all we all interpreted as he's setting up this thing to maybe take over for play calling at some point because McCarthy's job's on the line here, just is. And what, it's it's funny what three and a half hours of hang on football can do. It's funny you mentioned they're hanging on by a thread, and you know what? You know you're right about that for a whole bunch of reasons that make us nuts. But you know what's crazy? It's the NFL. 
four-fifths of the teams in this league are hanging on by a thread. Oh, sure. Goes. You see sure. how the Raiders game just ended? You yeah. see what the see what the Ravens did today? Fucked up a 35 to 14 lead in the fourth quarter. Uh lost about, to my Dolphins. That's correct. Six big touchdowns from Tua. How no about the fires in the parking lot today? Because it was in Baltimore, I suspect. Yeah, yeah the the cold yeah. weather hindered yeah, that. How league, about man. the Jets, Jets scoring two touchdowns in the last mm -hmm. 88 seconds to beat yeah. the Browns? It's insane. The NFL sucks, and that's the other thing that keeps the Cowboys afloat, that the league's hard. I mean, look, look, I thought Denver was going to be much improved with Russell Wilson. They lose to a Seahawks team that's dog shit. I'm, I'm, that being said, Tariq Woolen, the official Fort Worth-born cornerback. Yeah, with the block. The official former UTSA roadrunner of the show with a block punt today that sets up their only touchdown. Seattle's not any good. Denver struggles at home today. They beat the Texans 16 to nine. You look around the league, the 49ers lose Trey Lance forced to go to Jimmy Garoppolo who they don't even want on the damn team, but because they got balls in San Francisco could not find the right trade for him. They tell you what they tell Jimmy G fucking suck it up. Couldn't trade you. Don't want you to start. But you're going to be the backup, and yeah, you're going to we'll get paid, and we expect your ass, and we expect your ass to play. If the kid gets hurt, and what happened today? Jimmy G went out there and kicked Seattle's ass, twenty-seven to seven. Look, look at the Indianapolis Colts. They're owing, oh, but they're not. They get shut out today by Jacksonville. That's correct. That's a football team with that's a football team with playoff level talent across the board and good coaching, good coaching. You know, the Patriots, a week after getting their ass kicked in Miami, everyone's making fun of Belichick. What does he do? He goes on the road and wins in Pittsburgh, who won, who, who, you know, who in Pittsburgh's pretty solid. The New York football giants, who will come to Jerry World a week from tomorrow night, are now 2 and 0 after holding off the Panthers 16 to 19. What else did we see? Look at the look how shitty the Packers were last week. The Packers better get their ass in gear tonight against Chicago. They play the Bears here in a little bit. How about your how about your Glen Rose Lions? They bit some kneecaps today. They sure did. Took down sure your did. commanders. They sure did. They did beat my commanders. You see the big fight today between uh Galveston Zone, the former Aggies yeah. great Mike Evans. That was bad. Evans and Lattimore. Yeah. Yeah, those Lattimores are all a bunch of shit bags. That whole all those Lattimore brothers have always been like hot headed dudes, always ready to rumble. It's Mike such Evans a, Mike Evans will put up with that shit. It's such a cheap out though, just to say, All right, both of you are out of here. I mean, it's like the double foul the in out. basketball. The cheap yeah. Out. The shit. Yeah. But speaking of referees. How are we missing the ball clearly doinking the scoreboard again today? Okay. Yeah. Good Lord. I, that could have had an impact on the outcome of the game. Yeah, that was that that it clearly whole, hit the thing. Okay. Well, that leads me into some of my observations about this that didn't necessarily affect the outcome of the game, but just things that immediately made me stop down and reach for something to make a note. All those notes you take, I want to let you get some in. That's three <laughs> straight games now where a punter has hit the scoreboard. It had never happened in a regular season, a regular season game since the stadium opened in 09. 
and now we have it happening in the playoff game. We yep. have it happening yep. with the guy, uh, uh, the Bucks punter last week, his first career yep. punt ever. And now, yeah, as you say, they they somehow miss the fact that it hit the scoreboard again for the third time. That just goes into the overarching. That's st- that whole stadium is an ass whip. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, there was there was a play in the God, where was it? In the third quarter, where CD Lamb was the intended target and he caught it. But when they showed the replay, there was no way Dalton Schultz would have ever seen a pass coming to him. He's just standing right in the direct sunlight with it beaming through the windows at the far end. If, if, if Cooper had decided to check down and try to hit Schultz, it was going to literally just smash his, his face mask. He would have never yeah. seen it coming. And it, of course, reminded me of the uh, said Wilson play last year during the playoff game against the 49ers. We're literally the same thing, you know. The, the instead of instead of using curtains to close that window and close the glare, Jerry's more concerned with the TV product than actual uh, detrimental performance on the field. But yeah, no, that ad for whatever reason, it seems like the scoreboard is becoming way more uh, like our punters. It, do you think it's intentional? Do you think punters are just Better. evolving that yes. much? Yeah. Yes. No. And it wasn't intentional. There were they they showed a close up of Maher, not Maher, um, anger, the Cowboys best overall football player besides Zach Martin, <laughs> statistically speaking. Sure. And anger anger clearly dropped an F bomb when he's like, fuck. It was absolutely unintentional. But he's really good. And it's stu- it's it's stupid. You almost have to avoid hitting it because right. if if you knock the shit out of it, you're gonna hit it. If you're that because well, these 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 are these are pro level punters, you have to like alter your whole fucking approach. You saw That's Anger insane. do that in the fourth quarter. One of his punts intentionally. They were on the far left oh, hash. That's one of the, the plays of the game. Went by the to way. the far right, and he and uh, fair gorgeous. catch at the eight yard line. Exactly, pinning the Bengals back exactly. down on the, on the left side of the hash mark, deep in their own zone. That I'm glad you mentioned that because because of the that was a that was a badass pun. That's one of the I mean special teams today did well. My boy Cavante Turpin got Had, a couple of chances to show out, and he did a good job. Um, we got the game winning field goal from Maher for 50 and got one of the top four or five punters in the league. We got special teams, bitches. And they, well, Turpin, Turpin had that like 15, 18 yard return right there at the end of the second quarter that allowed them to get into field goal range for Maher that ended up being, you know, short field and get some more numbers. No, a couple more observations. Did you see the, guy that holds the like bubble boom mic get absolutely rocked in the first he is not a young man i hope he's okay not at all and it makes me wonder it makes me not wonder but it, it just raises recognition of i'm surprised that doesn't happen more often because why why are we picking guys that are like 60 years plus to be doing those jobs. It feels like that's a young man's game. 
to try to be yeah. light on your feet and get out of the way, not to victim blame for the poor old That's man. That's not that on him. He shouldn't over. have the job. I'm with you. I'm with you. You know what? It's funny. You know what has gotten younger? The refereeing in this league. Exactly. Yeah, Way younger. Because there Way for a younger. while, how many times did we come on here or how many times did I come on over the years and go, Jesus, these old fuckers can't even keep up with these kids anymore. These kids right. are too explosive, too athletic. You know, the fourth and fifth wide receiver now on these teams are more athletic than the top wide receivers of the 80s and 90s. You got to have some healthy athletic referees out there and they have gotten younger but the old man on the side today with the mic not so much granted let's be honest what's a 45 year old female ref is a pretty equal to a 65 year old male ref right like okay. i mean if we're being honest like wow i mean there's still how old is she 45 i don't know but that was referring another to thing. the female ref we that's had correct with i was referring to another note i had I'll let that you i'm have still that. I'm, gonna, I'm still getting used I'm to seeing back and let you say that go ahead distance more, from Puma. that i'm more, still getting Puma. used to seeing the ponytail uh here's the misogyny in. report with no it's not a misogyny report it's just more of a I, things i'm still getting used to just because you notice her does not mean she sucks and can't keep No, up. no. And again, I mean, it's uh, a big day for chicks. Becky Hammond be just won a title. You, that's you lay off women. Yeah. You watch aces, you check yourself. Aces up. No, I'm just saying it's a, <laughs> it's a good thing. I'm not sitting here telling you her exact name and professional career route because uh, okay, she did a fine job of not drawing my attention outside of a, oh, hey, Forgot we have a right. female ref today. Give me a couple more. We'll roll through some of these messages. These uh, chats. We'll get out of here. The show Fire Country, uh, that generic is that's a give up title. Fire Country. Hey, what what are we? Did you did you miss that promo? <laughs> I must have been getting more Heineken Light or taking a dump. I missed yeah, that. Yeah, that, uh, that upcoming series. That's another one of your upcoming CBS drama series that you can expect. I, I did love Lotus. I did notice. The, I'm sorry. I did notice that the latest edition of CIS Hawaii is so in the tank, and they've spent so much money on it out here. CBS has that they're desperate because no one watches it, and so they're going to combine it. They're going to combine cast next week. CSI yeah. LA is joined by the cast of CSI Hawaii. Translation: We are desperate to get other people to notice that there's a CIS Hawaii. It's not. It's not doing well. I did notice yeah. that. All those I, network shows on CBS are also cheese bag. Well, that's watch any of them. That's Anything? no God. No, no but God that's no. the great thing about football season is you get to see, you remember last year it was God. Uh, Fox was doing the Lone Star nine one one Lone Star that had the, the whole Careful, season. That's an Austin show. Well, there's no, I, that's a kick ass show. I will openly bag on it because they were doing a full <laughs> season arc about the uh, Snowmageddon. They were literally their oh whole season God. was about our you know one week of uh, being snowed in. So yeah, I mean a bunch of Hollywood uh, woke elites uh, cashing in on the plight of everyday Texans trying to survive a snow uh, apocalypse yeah no i was out on that last year and i don't think i'll be watching fire country and then lastly okay something you mentioned fire on the country. radio show last week yeah you made sure that i was aware that the Bengals 
could potentially be in some trouble because their longtime long snapper was going to miss the game today. And it's Hey, we covered all on Mike Taylor Radio. You bet your ass. And it's also <laughs> uh Jim Nance covers it all because in the middle of the fourth quarter, as uh as I have noted here, at the three forty five minute mark, Cooper Rush got the ball. And I have Cooper Rush has 345 to save a season. Then I have immediately after that, Burrow has 213 to save a season. <laughs> and then immediately after that, I have the Bengals' new long snapper is an absolute non-factor, uh, despite, <laughs> despite Jim Nance and Mike Taylor's insistence on making me aware of it. So I didn't insist on it. That was a key talking point. They lost their guy for the year. Well, and you I, just, and, I mentioned it. You and uh, you and Nancy had the same talking points as he dropped hey. that on us after that punt right there at the one minute mark in the fourth quarter. Fifteen hours, buddy. That's how many hours I got to kill every week on that radio show. Fifteen. So that's all I can tell you. Adds up and, slowly. And, and, and say this about about these Bengals, my 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 man. They're going to cost that kid two years on the back end of his fucking career if they don't get their offensive line taken care of. The next, Maybe next year they address the offensive line in Cincinnati. And the year after that, too. Because you just can't overhaul an offensive line in one year. That kid is so good, so clutch, so Montana-like with his talent, so badass, confident, swagger. Wish he were a Miami Dolphin, damn it. Um... They're going to cost him. They're going to shorten his career up there because that kid is pressured or hurried or sacked every fucking time he drops back. Every time. If he's not sacked, he's under duress in some form or fashion. It's awful. They're 0 2. They're the first. You want some more football? We want some more. Wow. You want some more hit in Cincinnati? Me. Hit no. me. I don't. When's the, they were a seven point favorite today. Yep. When is the last time a team that went to a Super Bowl? Started off the next season 0-2, losing back-to-back weeks in which it was a seven-point underdog. Oh. That can't be that, – that's got to be unprecedented. Yeah. They're not very good. Yeah. But I, I, think, I think they'll get a little bit better. Their division's not great, so they'll be in They'll be in the division to the end of the season. But unless Burrow gets hurt, which is, seems imminent, as shitty as their offensive line is, feel bad even for Zach if, Taylor. Even and, if Burrow doesn't get hurt, I mean, this thing – that Bengals defense last year was, you know, arguably similar to the cow. I mean, they were feast or famine. I mean, it was a lot of uh, everything went their way last year. Exactly. The chiefs exactly. should have kicked their ass in the playoffs. The Chiefs screwed that up. Yeah. This has, this has every, every sign of your stereotypical you know, fall back to earth and yeah. You know, under eight, nine, nine and yeah. eight. Yeah. yeah. I do like their coach, Zach Taylor, not because his last name is Taylor. Uh, I do love Joe Burrow. They've got great skilled players. I don't want to write them off, but, yeah, they're not going to be as good as they were last year. Um, so tell me again the name of the coach in Miami. Uh, Daniel what, McDaniel. Yeah, McDaniel. Mike McDaniel. Mm -hmm. And I made fun of him because he said he was a black dude. Well, his That's, dad his... was black. Okay. I think I might be more Mexican than he is black. Okay, but again, you he does don't, not look. You don't mama, really. All the traits must be. I, we had a DNA test. That's somebody needs to go on Jerry Springer. I mean, you don't really control what Povich. genes of yours are dominant or not. Let I me mean, say it's this: just more however, of 
how you pop However, that guy has now kicked Bill Belichick's ass, followed it up by going into Baltimore and kicking John Harbaugh's ass, looking like he's about 25, real short down there. And he looks, I watched, we get all the Miami games here in the hellscape because of Tua. Uh, Tua, And I got a a big, healthy dose of Dolphins today because that was the game that was on before the Cowboy game on CBS here. That is a that is a coached up team. That is a team that's flying around, playing good ball. He's getting all the blood out of Tua's rock. Tua is not elite, no. um, but damn sure look good today. What and is he's, a, a well coached team, man? That, that, that's I, I I need I need to apologize to that kid for making fun of him, call him a kid. What is he 35, 34? Was he thirty four? Oh, Was he thirty? He's young. Yeah, thirty one. Yeah, young, he's younger yeah. than you. Well, and that's what he's got Tyreek's that shit quarter, but he's got that shit locked down. Tyreek's Hill or Tyreek Hill's quote after week one was, uh, you know, the coach is going to have to get a wheelbarrow for his set of great big old balls for going for it on fourth and Love seven. <laughs> yeah. He's got that team, man. It's funny because everybody just knew that who was the guy that was there last year that filed a lawsuit and claimed all this racism and everything. Uh, Brian Flores. Yeah, yeah. Flores. He may have been the victim of some stuff, but they have a better football coach in Miami this year than last year. That can't be debated. That team's got its shit together. Uh, let's see what happens. I mean, Brian Flores won. No, Brian Flores won ten guy. games with the Dolphins. Let's I don't mean he wasn't happens. done dirty, but they upgraded. They done. They did him dirty and upgraded. Again, let's see what happens. I mean, okay. Uh, Drew Locke was four and one last year to start the season with the Broncos. Sure, absolutely. Long, 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 long year. Long, long year. Panthers Torres Vargas last year. B&B smoke on Pleasanton Roadhouse is better. Okay, we're going to get into barbecue debates. I shouldn't oh. even have drawn it. I shouldn't even have drawn attention to your hat. Oh, um, hell, who cares? Throw more at me. More yeah. barbecue, the better. Jerry has commented tonight, which, you know, uh, but, I mean, obviously he's got power. He's... But he's the boss, and so Jerry was saying just a minute ago, apparently, that as well as Cooper Rush played today, that does not change Dak's timeline. I think the question was asked, if Cooper keeps playing well, do you get conservative? Not not that he's going to replace Dak. Are you more conservative in your approach to when you bring Dak back? Uh, Maybe that buys you some more time to get him all the way healthy? And Jerry said, no, absolutely not. Does not change anything with Dak. As soon as he can grip the ball, that's all. He feels fine. The hand's fine. Like you and me, he, he, he Dak doesn't have any problems day to day. He can wipe his butt. He can probably handle up on his, you know, he can do what he's okay. got to do. Okay. He can function. He can drive. It's just, it's squeezing the ball hard enough. That's all he's got to do. Let so him, he'll be speak. fine. <laughs> and as soon as he can grip the football as well as he needs to, he'll be back. Even if that means he's back for the Giants game next week. Uh, I'll tell you this, if he does not play next week, he's damn sure playing the following week. I think they play my commanders. Feels like um, it. But if he, but I mean, I could see a scenario. Had the Cowboys lost today and Rush was terrible, maybe they're tempted to rush Dak next week. But I think what today did was it did buy you the guarantee, no, Dak, hide your helmet. You're not playing. We'd rather be one and two and have a healthy you going forth. And rush you out there and you deal with some shit all year. So good decision, but I bet he's back for week four. And so it'll be Cooper Rush again next week against the undefeated high flying New York Giants. 
It's insane. <laughs> NFL, On Monday man. night. NFL. NFL. All right, so that's, I guess, so here's the plan for the week. We're back doing Mike Taylor Lives. So come up with some content for Tuesday. We'll have Mike Taylor Live Tuesday, Mike Taylor Live on Thursday. Uh, and then we'll have, and then the, the following week, we'll have three shows because we'll have the Monday Night Cowboys Overreact. We will have Mike Taylor Live presented by Texas Cheer Liquor Tuesday, Thursday. So we'll have a long week. All right, there's a guy called Eric that just donated $49.99. Holy hell. Because I have an amazing wife sitting here watching this craziness with me. An amazing elementary school principal would be grateful for a shout-out to my beautiful and amazing Pammy. So shout-out to Pammy, the wife of Eric Kirchin. They must be drunk. They donated $49.99. Yes, sir. Keep it coming. They're Commanders fan, or at least he, I know he is a Commanders so that's a quarter, that's fan That's 25% well. of Puma's uh, bi-weekly salary on this uh, you show. Don't, you don't even realize, Eric. <laughs> hey, LG, and, and Pammy, keep up, uh, Pammy, keep doing God's work with those uh, elementary Thank you, dear. school kids. Yeah, yeah, she's a principal. Hey, LG, how you hold? Let me see, LG. I haven't seen him since he's gotten back. How you looking? Can I split screen to LG or no? Is that possible? Hey, dude, how you doing? Yo, I haven't, I've, I've talked to you a little bit, but we haven't seen each other. How was Orlando? Yeah, it was raining the whole time. So, okay. You don't have an STD or nothing, do you? Nah. Okay. Nah, good. nah. Okay. Good. You sure? Yeah. Okay. Very good. All right. Outstanding. So let me ask you this. Explain to me why Eric's donation, which I'm so grateful for. Thank you, dude. That's fantastic. Mm-hmm. How come we can't, how come we can't give a, an even 50? Is that, is that the system or he's just being weird and wanted three nines in his donation? I have no idea. Okay. So, so okay. Yeah, so forty nine ninety nine from Eric. Okay. That's fine. Sure, why not? Just wondering why it's an oddball that's number. That's the part like that. that stops you down is the. Yeah. We cheap ass. You couldn't go one more cent, make it an even infomercial 50. of <laughs> the infomercial price of forty nine ninety nine. Yeah. You can type in whatever you want. So he deliberately typed in forty. That's hilarious. I like okay. it. You know, here's what I want to see from Thunderdome. They'll start like donating like fucked up number. Yeah, somebody donate like twenty two thirteen. So okay. I want to see. Let's <laughs> yeah, see wacky. Okay. I want to see wacky donations. Yeah, somebody uh, donate nine hundred and ninety nine thousand. Oh, or that. All right. Or that. Yeah. Once and for all, and be on and be done with it, and concentrate on us. All right, boys. Wow. We're over an hour already. It goes fast. You know. Damn. So, no, I got stuff to do. Like, not worry about the Cowboys. I'm going to go, I got no, I got no, uh, no kids tonight. So I'm going to just hang out and talk to my girlfriend, get me a cheap dinner and watch the Packers it? and bears. I was about to say what? Two 30 in the afternoon, two 38 in the afternoon here for Sunday night football. Yeah. I, I can peel back the curtain here and tell those that are currently viewing. I'm not even told Puma this or LG, maybe LG. I will be home October the 8th. Oh, you bought the tickets. I did. I, uh, a, a one way trip. I, I plan to come back to Hawaii at some point, but it won't be, it won't be prior to November the 1st. So I'll be home at least all of October and we'll see how things go in November. Uh, I booked a flight yesterday, a, a, a straight flight. Hawaiian airlines goes straight nonstop to Austin. So I fly in on Saturday, August, uh, October the 8th. 
I arrive in Austin Bergstrom. Hopefully that airport's not on fire or been taken over by the Sandinistas or something because that airport's a fucking dumpster fire it's lately, a, but that's where I'm flying in. had some issues <laughs> lately. All right, you boys. I love y'all hard, man. Thank Eric. You're, 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 you're a stud, dude. Good and dude. If you're married to a principal, at least I know she's smart. Got time for a couple more before we cruise out of here. Roberts, uh, 10th Avenue freeze out what the giants are going to get by the Cowboys. Screw the giants. That's a Springsteen reference. Okay. 10th Avenue freeze out. Okay, cool. I mean, who knows? Maybe they do kick the Giants ass. Giants offense is not awesome. Dallas is certainly capable of beating them for sure. Of course. There's uh, a better Sam- chance right now though, that no. the Giants are sitting at three and O than the Cowboys winning next Monday night. I mean, I'm just thinking What's ahead. What's the line on that? I'm That's seen what anything. I'm saying. I mean, just thinking ahead. Dallas does, I'm going to go Dallas favored by like three, three and a half. It's going to be a that's, – that's even. Man, Cooper Rush favored by more than a field goal? Because he's at home. Well, three and a half. Yeah, I bet it, I bet it opens Dallas two and a half. Jason, only Jerry could build a stadium that makes its home field a disadvantage. Football stadiums are built north and south, so the damn sun's not in your eyes. Jerry was told that when they that. built the stadium, yeah. and he said, I don't give a fuck. But I it looks great. Shine on television. It looks great on television, and all of the uh, concerts are uh, look awesome there. And the it's, world right. championship boxing and the architects told him the sun will glare through the thing in the afternoon. And Jerry said, I don't give a shit. I want it to, it's going to look cool on TV. That's, that's a fact. We're not bullshitting you. Jason Elizondo. So Puma, did you see the plume of smoke rolling out of the Alamo dome after the Ramstein show last night? It looked Man. like somebody hot boxed the place. I heard okay. they almost started a fire. Yeah, there. Did you hear about that? Did you see it? Some of the videos I saw. So first of all, not safe, man. That was one of the uh, that was one of the louder concerts I could hear from being a block and a half away. You, you yeah. know, like that was that was much louder than the Bad Bunny concert last week. I mean it, and then yeah, seeing all of the a uh, bunch of the videos that uh, hit online. I mean, it looked like there was excessive use of fire in that thing <laughs> but made some good uh made some good parking money well, dj what's with the cowboys and ginger quarterback backups winning games they've got a history of it did craig morton have red hair wouldn't shock me if he did let's go with yes they've got a history of ginger quarterbacks coming off the bench and winning games what else? Uh, her name's Cindy. Apparently, the referee you're bashing and saying I'm has no business okay. being on a man's football that field. That is not none of that. Is that's how I took of, it. That, that's how well, the, that's, that, that's how it's perceived. That's how, that's how you took it because you're a typical snowflake that's just constantly looking <laughs> for something to be offended by. I got triggered. Yeah, got triggered. That fucking Kyler Murray. You see the finish of yeah, Cardinals? It was insane. Little shithead spends three and a half quarters with people just to night because he's playing like dog shit. Clearly didn't look at the playbook, but then throw the playbook out with a game on the line. That ungodly ability he's got. Man, I'll just win the game anyway, bro. I don't, I don't playbook schmay book. Oh, Must God. be nice. <laughs> 
Gilbert Taylor, the Texmaniacs are playing at our church bazaar the night of October the 8th. Would love for you and La Nina to go. Okay. Um, here's the problem. I fly into Austin and my flight doesn't arrive till 9.30 p.m. Mm, minor not that detail. I want, not that I like sharing all my personal business. Now, <laughs> the, the, that was the best flight I could do. Uh, the earliest flight for the price. I had a credit too. I had a, I, and the reason I chose Hawaiian Airlines is because I had a $260 credit. And they only fly to Bergstrom. And it would have costed a shit ton to connect. Like, Hawaiian just doesn't go to San Antonio, obviously. But they go direct to Bergstrom. So I had to book that. And I landed, I landed at 9.30 on October the 8th, which is a Saturday. So La Nina will pick me up. And uh, if I'm not too tired, I'll, we'll drive back to San Antonio or grab a hotel room and make up for lost time. Need to get home. Miss you, miss you boys. It's been tough being home that long. Now being back here, it's it's been two weeks and it feels like six. It's not not good, bud. Not good for the psyche. To be honest, yeah, we had settled into a pretty nice routine of yeah. Puma was butt hurt too back home. I could tell our chemistry suffered week one. Oh, it was then it got then it got better, and then this last week the chemistry was back to normal. But I could tell that. Puma missed his, he missed his boyfriend. I could tell he was down. I can tell it and you can hear it in your voice. Just know that I miss you hard too. I'm just trying Thank to stay you. busy. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. I'm trying to stay busy, trying to just do shit. Uh, I've started the process of moving a lot of my stuff here in the apartment. Uh, so I had a goodwill run yesterday. Oh, nice. Um, cause I don't have the twins right now. They're back with their mama for the la- for the next four days. So I got to go. I'm, I've read, you know, I've read two books in the last three weeks, two. Oh, did you oh, finish oh. the, I did. I'll bring it to you. Okay. I'll yeah. I, re- I finished the Jeff trailer book. I'll read that to you. And I'm halfway through. <laughs> what? <laughs> I'm so depressed. I'm just reading no, books all day, you man. Said, you literally just said, I'll read that to you. I finished the Jeff trailer book. I'll read that to you. No, no. Is that what I said? I'll bring it to you. That's correct. You'll I'll bring, bring it, it to me. Thank you. Now, I'm halfway through Val Kilmer's autobiography. I'm just oh, reading nice. shit. I'm just trying to kill the time yeah. here, man. Just want to get home. Just want to get home. So in the meantime, I'll go finish uh, Val's book. And uh, bid you boys adieu, and we'll do. Uh, we got we got radio tomorrow, four to seven on iHeartRadio. Ticket seven sixty in San Antonio and AM thirteen hundred the Zone in Austin, and of course, globally on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you download podcasts. And then we'll be back to uh, doing Mike Taylor live shows this week on Tuesday and Thursday. So be prepared to help with content for Tuesday because I'm beaten down and tired. Foot- the radio shows have gotten easy now that football season started. We got that's that means that because the radio shows are easier to prepare for, we got to make that Mike Taylor show sing. That's correct. Things got to hum. Got to have good shit on there. All right, boys. Thank you, man. Any closing observationals, final cowboy thoughts as we get ready to do this again tomorrow at four? Uh, season saved prayers, thoughts, and prayers to the boom mic guy. Yeah, he was staring in a spay. I bet he's concussed. Yeah, he looked a little rattled. He had his bell wrong. Uh, and as a and as a millennial who gets triggered easily, that's your way of saying get his old fucking ass off the field. That's you're a correct. Mean man. And uh, okay. open up a open up a job for someone younger and more qualified. Absolutely. Like All right, that's speed. it. That's right. Put a fine Gen Zoomer in there. That's it. We're done. Thank you to DJ LG. Thank you to Puma. Thank you to the people. Thank you to Pickleball Giant. We'll see you boys on the radio Monday. We'll be back on Mike Taylor Live Tuesday. 
And we won't be back on Overreact until a week from tomorrow. Monday night football, baby. Cowboys and Giants a week from tomorrow night. We'll see y'all on the radio and on the TV and on the YouTube. Love you hard. Like, birds up. Damn near got it done. Played hard. Game Package. Hell. Package. Overreact is brought to you by Pickleball Giant.